Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek, Trent, and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. So grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. This is your host Derek Hoskins and tonight we're going to catch up on some trailers. We're going to talk DC fandom and we are also going to talk about our favorite characters and the best graphic novel or run of that character. I'm really excited about it. Thankfully it's not just me. I do apologize ahead of time. I've had a bit of a cold all week. I promise it's not COVID. I'm all right but if my voice is a little weird that's why I'm going to try and try and muscle through this i've been talking a lot this week so to help me not talk so much with me as always is mr ian torrance ian are you excited to finally talk about this topic that we've been trying to do for like three weeks i am excited about this topic we've been trying to do for three months and i mean weeks wink wink and also even though we are on a zoom call and we are not face to face i would like you to wear your mask (laughs) Uh, i'll wait here while you go put that on that's fair that's fair. All right. <laughs> Got it. But yeah, man, I'm, su- <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm chomping at the bit to talk about this. I am too. Unfortunately, it's just the two of us. Not that it's only the two of us. Unfortunately, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> unfor- the unfortunate part is that we don't, aren't going to get Trent's uh, take on this. He wasn't able to be with us tonight, but that's all right. He'll be back next week with our Eternals review. Um, quick housekeeping up front. If you haven't listened to it yet, Ian did an amazing job hosting our Dune review with first time guest on the Stop. show, Tristan Fox. So please go check that out and uh, get their full spoiler review on it. Also coming up this weekend, there is going to be an episode where um, myself and Sean from Metalcore Nerds talked about Titan season three and pretty much DC. And we rambled on for a, a good while. It's a good, it's a good discussion. I'm looking forward to be, everybody being able to uh, hear it. So go and check those out. But for tonight, to get started, before we get into our main topic, we've had some trailers drop that we haven't gotten to discuss. So uh, right off the top, I know Ian didn't get to watch it, but I finally got a chance to sit down and watch the Lightyear trailer. I cannot express the goosebumps that it gave me. The uh, It looked like a lot of fun sci-fi, you know, coming from a Pixar movie. I'm really excited to see Chris Evans. Uh, voicing the character and see what he sounds like. You got a little glimpse of it towards the end of the trailer. So I'm wondering if he's going to do a a pseudo Tim Allen impersonation or just kind of do it himself, but um, I'm looking forward to it. So to move on to things that Ian's actually seen that we can discuss uh, the uncharted trailer dropped last week and we, uh, we didn't get to do it. We didn't do a regular show and um, I'm going to start off because I know Ian's feelings on this already. I'm cautiously optimistic about this movie. Um, Not a huge fan of the casting, even though I do like Tom Holland. I like Mark Wahlberg. I think that Tom Holland looks great as a younger Drake. Um, The idea of him becoming the main character of this franchise. um, The only thing I really enjoy about it is he is so young. He can actually be in it for a little while. Um, But other than that, the action looked good. The uh, the soundtrack for the trailer was weird. I think that they should have just put some of the music from the uh, from the game. The score from the games are fantastic. And if Mark Wahlberg doesn't have a mustache by the end credits or in a post credit scene at the end of this movie, 
I'm going to give it a very negative review because that's all that I care about is mustache Mark Wahlberg to play Sully. So, uh, Ian, you watched the trailer. What'd you think about it? Well, let me start with, I also love me some Tom Holland and I like Mark Wahlberg. Uh, um, but what is happening? Like what, what is happening with this? Tom Holland as a young uh, Nathan Drake, I don't have a problem with had they have like, how do I, how do I word this carefully? If, if it was, if they're going to do a young Nathan Drake, it needs to be like an origin, like a young origin story, right? I don't want him like right off the bat jumping out of planes and carrying guns and do it like all the shit that regular Nathan Drake does. Regular Nathan Drake is in <laughs> old Nathan Drake, but not that old, but like in his like 30s, not Tom Holland. I digress. Sully should be much older. This doesn't make a lick of fucking sense to me. Sorry. This does not make a lick of sense. I'm very passionate about this uh, this topic. He should have a mustache. He should be he should be older. However, if they're gonna do a younger version, it's not a problem. But do not jump straight into like the, the uncharted like action and stories because then the trailer, like that's the third game. That's the third game right there. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't. I have a problem. A, a few people I talked to don't like the, the Chloe Frazier choice. I actually like that actress a lot. Um, I think she's a really good actress. Uh, I've seen her in a few things. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I'm not. Uh, she looked familiar, but I, I couldn't really place her and I couldn't remember the actress's name. I'm sure yeah. I've seen her, but so she's a good actress and I, I don't think it's a bad choice there, but, but the Nathan Drake and the Sully thing about them being so young I mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> so with that being said, I think we, we've had this discussion before. That fan made Nathan, Nathan Fillion, uh, uh, little like short movie was phenomenal. It, really it was, was great. It was everything everybody wanted. And then to snub him on this movie is just goddamn ridiculous. And it makes me upset. I'm sorry. It's all right. I understand. I, I, I do get what you're saying. And I don't blame you. And I don't blame anybody that's frustrated about the casting. But like I said, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. This does have the potential to be the first actually just good all around video game movie. Like it has the potential to do it. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. But we'll move on to hopefully some happier topics. Uh, found out the other day that Hayden Christensen is coming back not only for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, but also for Ahsoka, which should be interesting because this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, so the timeline of the Mandalorian. So Vader's been dead for a while. So we'll see how he comes back. But I do like that he's going to be there because, I mean, he's already he's already back working on Obi-Wan. Why not have him just hop over and work on Ahsoka for an episode or a quick cameo. Ian, do you think he's going to be anything more than a cameo? No, I can't really see it going that way. I don't know the timelines very well like you do, but I do know that it kind of doesn't make sense. So it's kind of kind of interesting to see uh, where they're going to go with him and have what they're going to have him do. So I like, I like the idea. I, I, you can, you can, you can trash all the, uh, uh, the sequels, like especially that, that trilogy there. I, I don't think that he was a bad part of either one of the two movies that he was in. 
uh, I thought, you know, the third one, uh, Revenge, Revenge of, of the, the Sith. Sith, almost forgot. Uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, like, I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, I So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. I haven't really seen him in anything lately. He, he may have been in things that I, I haven't realized or haven't watched. But to me, it's it's gonna he, be new. It's gonna be new seeing him in something again. I don't think he's done anything in a little while. He did a few pretty high profile films after Star Wars, but he kind of yeah, he kind of backed I mean, off in the last I 10 years or so. I was gonna say I can't think of one since like 2010. Maybe yeah, eleven or twelve. I can't think of what he's in. Either way, I'm excited to see what they have, what they do with him. And I'm glad that he's willing to come back because like you said, I never thought that he was the reason that those movies were panned or looked down on, even though, you know, I thought he was the chosen one. Yeah, I know. I was a pre I'm a prequel guy though. So he, that, all right. So quick star Wars thing. I was watching a, uh, I was watching a video the other day. Actually, I think it was this morning. I was watching a video and it was a psychiatrist <laughs> reacting to uh, to mentally like mental health in movies and TV. Yeah, and he was and he did Revenge of the Sith, talking about Hayden Christensen, talking about Anakin. And uh, Allie was watching it with me, and she said she was like, "Well, you know, I can kind of see what he's saying there because he was talking about like childhood trauma and everything." She was like, "But I mean, you know, he still." shouldn't have done the things he did and i said yeah but you got to think nobody ever thinks about what anakin went through again this isn't the main topic but i'm gonna i'm gonna go through it so it is now go ahead he was a he was a slave until he was nine years old when he was taken away from his mother to never possibly never see her again he went on to travel across the galaxy have the the mentor that believed in him die and get shuffled off to a man who was not ready to be a teacher and didn't want to train him in the first place, was only training him out of obligation. Before that happened, he was rejected by the Jedi council met with fear and mistrust and like, and mistrust. Then he had the most powerful dark side user ever constantly in his ear, telling him you're the best, you're the best. You're doing this. Everything you're doing is great. Just being the, like the, the one person that, that will always listen to him no matter what. Then he is raised being Again, dis, mis, dis, uh, I can't speak. Not being trusted, being feared by the other Jedi, having no one in his peer group accepting him, all while being told that he's the most powerful Jedi of all time and the chosen one. Then his mother dies after he was having visions about it and he couldn't save them, does something very dark because of it. Then he goes on to fight a war gets married in secret because he's in love and he can't be married because of what the Jedi are doing. Still never being trusted by the Jedi, never getting the, the support that he needs to all the while being manipulated. He goes on to not only fight in the war very well, almost single-handedly wins the war, saves the chancellor by himself, kills basically the president of the, the well, by himself. Yeah. Obi-Wan. He was literally carrying Obi-Wan's unconscious body on his back. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> and then, instead of being praised as the hero of the Republic, is set up by the Jedi who don't trust him already to not be a master and be allowed on the Council, and then to spy on the one person that has given him unconditional love and support the entire time that he's been on Coruscant. 
And then they're surprised when he went to the dark side. Not to mention the fact, let's not forget when Yoda basically told him, well, just don't care about people anymore. Like Anakin went for help and Yoda was like, yeah, you just can't care about people. So yes, Anakin made some mistakes and yes, he killed younglings. And yes, he ended up becoming a vile, vile <laughs> dictator. I'm but, sorry. I'm but you cannot. You like, he made mistakes and then he killed some younglings. Like that was the big mistake. That he no, made. It's, it, it, that's the biggest mistake. But my point is, is everybody is like, oh, I just, he, he, he turned too quickly. It's like, no, he didn't. You weren't paying attention. Feel, yeah, I was gonna say I would say he turned quickly, like for from two to three, like there there was there was that was like a five year difference. And I'm not talking about like when it was made, I'm talking about like in the right. Story. It was uh, the they they've changed it a couple of times. It's anywhere from three years to six years as how long the clone wars went on. So yeah, so that's not very quick. Not to mention the fact that if it was even if it was six years, he'd have been 25 years old. Did you make the best choices when you were 25 years old? No, people... I was constantly screaming, I hate you! <laughs> do do 25, years, 25 year olds who've been told that they're the greatest their entire life make good choices? Come on. Anyway, moving on, away from Hayden Christensen. I'm really glad he's going to be in Ahsoka. I'm excited to see what happens. <sighs> okay. So. You okay? I'm good. I'm good. I went on a little rant. I apologize. Uh, a new rumor, a new rumor about Marvel's upcoming slate of films includes the Thunderbolts, uh, Fantastic Four, Shang-Chi sequel, and Nova. Um, with the one that seems like it's the most realistic being the Thunderbolts, which the rumor is claiming is going to be in production in 2023 and would be a surprise to no one because they've been slowly building up the Thunderbolts for a while now. You've got Zemo coming back into it. They have, um, you know, U.S. agent, everything going on with Val between Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, Black Widow. So I'm not surprised. We've been talking about it for a while, and there's even been rumors about a Red Hulk, possibly. Fingers crossed we could get a Red Hulk. So uh, the one I'm the most excited about would be if they finally do this Nova movie that they've been hinting at for a couple of years. Nova's one of my uh, one of my favorite characters from the from the Marvel Universe. So I would really be excited about that. Ian, do you believe they're going to be doing a Thunderbolts movie based on the things that we've seen kind of building up? Yeah, I don't see why not at this point. I mean, possibilities are endless with anything in Marvel. So you've already introduced all these other characters. Uh, Red Hulk is the only one, right, that we haven't actually seen. Um, I think it would be interesting to see how they're going to include him or if they're going to throw him into the fire in that movie or if they're going to build him up because like we've seen um general ross what, what's the actor's name it's uh william hurt william hurt we've seen him throughout a few of the uh mm-hmm. a few of the movies not in person like do holograms and stuff like that so um he's definitely around I'm so sorry. I paused. To, you paused right when I was taking I a drink. I paused right when you took a drink, and I That's was, right. was going to turn it back over to you. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, we have seen him, and he. we've even seen him as recently as uh, he was in Black Widow um, Yeah, at the beginning of the movie there this, this past summer. So he's obviously still... still like I said, around. Moving and shaking. He's, he's around. He's, he's, he's in the story, so they definitely... They're keeping him around for a reason, because... In the movies we've seen, and he hasn't played the biggest parts right. uh, since the Incredible Hulk. So, you know, you got to believe there's a reason they're they're keeping him lingering around. Right. 
and he's looking, he was looking really rough in black widow. So, you know, maybe doing some experiments to try and make himself feel a little younger, a little stronger would make sense. Now this was not on our list of things to talk about, but it just popped into my head when we were talking about cameos, Bill Murray has 100% confirmed that he has got a role in Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. Um, I'm going to try and pull up this article here real quick while we're talking, but he actually just straight up said that he had just fil- finished filming um, for a Marvel movie and then talked about Peyton Reed, who is the director of uh, Ant-Man. So, Ian, the question I'm going to ask you with Bill Murray coming in while I'm pulling up this article is... Uh, what do you think he's going to do? Like, are we going to, are we going to get more than one scene of Bill Murray in a Marvel movie or, uh, or do you think we're going to get just a quick cameo in and out? Because the, 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 the rumor is he was on set for a few days. Well, I don't think you bring Bill Murray in for a one and done and send him packing on his way. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a lengthy scene or scenes, So if you're asking me if I think he's going to be in the movie for a while, I think, yeah, I think he'll have a bigger role than just a cameo. If you're asking if 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 this is a, we introduce Bill Murray and he stays for a few movies, he's a big part, that I don't know. Because there's so many characters in the Marvel Universe, they can introduce him as as anybody. Right. He can be Dumb Dumb Dugan for all we know. No, we already have Dumb Dumb Dugan. The old version. <laughs> yeah, he's dumb, dumb, older. All right, yeah. so I was I was finally able to pull up this uh, this article. This is on. Well, uh, okay, Bill Murray's not that old. So. Well, he's seventy one. I mean, he's an old man. Yeah, but I, I think I think at that point, dumb, 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 would probably be in his nineties, wouldn't he? Probably older than that because he was he was middle age. That was the forties. Yeah, yeah, he was middle aged in like nineteen forty two. Yeah. All right, so uh, Bill Murray was doing some press for his. Uh, this new movie, the French dispatch, which is the newest weirdo Wes Anderson movie, which don't get me wrong. I love Wes Anderson movies, but they're Doesn't always Bill Murray love Wes Anderson. Yeah. They're always weird. He does all those movie, movies anymore. Right. Uh, it, somebody asked him about working multiple times with directors and he answered and he said, you know, recent, this is a quote, you know, recently I made a Marvel movie, but <laughs> I, I got to read this actual paragraph because I love it by way of answering. Murray said, quote, you know, I recently made a Marvel movie before immediately seeming to regret re- to regret the dis- gosh dang it. I'm so I'm trying not to laugh through this before immediately seeming to regret the disclosure. Quote, I probably won't tell you, but never mind. He added, in any case, some people were quite surprised why I des- decided to do such a project. Um, these are and it, it mentions in the story here that the quotes were translated by Google from a German story. So the, the wording may seem, seem a little off. Uh, but for me, the thing was quite clear. I got to know the director and I really liked him very much. He was funny, humble, everything you want from a director. So uh, he and then he said, so he had met the director, Peyton Reed, and he said, so I agreed, although I'm not interested in these huge comic book adaptations as an actor or otherwise. And then he finally said, let's put it this way. The director's a good guy. And now that I've at least tried out what it's like to shoot a Marvel movie, but I don't think I need that experience a second time. So to answer your question, I don't think that uh, we can expect to see him around a whole lot. 
So I, it, he made it seem very clear that this is a one and done type of thing. But the the fact that he was supposedly on set for more than a day makes it seem like. More yeah, than a but cameo. Andrew Garfield says he isn't No Way Home. So, boy, for his sake, I hope he's not in No Way Home. <laughs> for his sake. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the backlash. And for that movie, oh my gosh! Again, not. Uh, not to go on a rant, but I really feel for everybody involved in No Way Home because the expectations of that movie are just through the freaking roof. Yeah. I yeah, they are. But yeah, so Bill Murray, crazy. I can't believe I forgot about that until just now. That was uh, that came out yesterday. So last thing that we'll talk about before we take our break and get into our actual topic for the night. Excuse me. sorry okay (laughs) yeah my 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 throat's really really uh really uncomfortable here so So, (laughs) you're disgusting (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh all right so the um dc fandom was what two weeks ago now week and a half whatever that was Oh, we can. Well, I did you did you watch in. any of the actual coverage, or did you just watch like the trailers and things on YouTube later? I watched some of the coverage, like I watched the uh, the behind the scene interview, like with uh, Matt Reeves and uh, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, uh, I saw like where those three were kind of talking, like via like satellite to each other, and kind of bounced off each other. I watched a little bit of that, and I think a few other things, and um. That's about it. I didn't really dive a lot into it. I watched the whole thing. And okay. I was really excited about Fandom because last year the, was the first year they did it. And I thought it was great. You know, it was they had tried like Comic-Con at home and and Disney's um, like investor call thing that they did. And I thought that Fandom was the best one. They had a lot of great stuff. They were, you know, they had interviews. You know, it was a little scripted and, and cheesy, but it was really fun. And they did a lot with it. And so I was really looking forward to this year. And so I watched it and oh my God, I was so bored through the whole thing. Not one actor that they had on there looked like they were excited to be there. Grant Gustin, like you should go on and, and just, if you haven't watched this, get onto YouTube and look up Grant Gustin, DC fandom 2021, because he looked like they had to wake him up to like, push him out onto the onto the like in in front of the camera so that he could talk about how excited he was that flash was going to have gold boots this season that's it gold boots that's all they talked and then two days later they dropped a flash trailer for the tv for the for the season was uh was he wearing gold boots i don't know i didn't watch i stopped watching flash a while ago but the other thing, and I talk about this, you're going to hear me talk about it twice because I mentioned it when I was talking to Sean for the uh, for our Titans review, is that they have been working on a Green Lantern series for HBO Max for three years now. I think three years since they announced it. They have m- had multiple castings. They I was going to say, they've had it written multiple times. Yeah, but they have actually officially had some casting announcements last year. They're they're working on it. I think they're filming it right now. Um, if they haven't started yet, they're starting like beginning of the year next year. There was not a single mention of Green Lantern at all. 
not even a, hey, we're working on this. I mean, they have the guy that's playing Guy Gardner cast. Bring him out. He can talk about green boots. I don't care. Just mention that it's there. I don't understand why DC and why Warner Brothers are so afraid of Green Lantern. I know that the movie tanked, but that was 10 years ago. Yeah. It was 10 years ago. Move on and do something with the character. I mean, my God, I'm sitting here drinking out of my Green Lantern freaking thermos, just crying into it because they're the just forgotten child of DC. So I feel like I'm ranting all evening tonight and we don't have this kind of time <laughs> on the bright side. There was some pretty cool first looks for black Adam and Shazam fury of the God of the gods and a little bit of footage, a tiny little bit of footage from flash and an amazing Batman trailer. So, Oh, that trailer. Have we talked about well, that? Trailer no, yet? we're, we're going to talk about the trailer before we go to break. So other than the Batman trailer, what was your favorite piece of like movie you know footage that came out with it i'm sure you've watched did you watch aquaman and all that no i haven't even seen the first aquaman i own it oh that's right you still watch aquaman you're not missing out it was okay so um that flash trailer though (laughs) i won't i won't dive too much into that because i know we're probably going to at one point but uh no no go ahead go get on it Hearing Michael Keaton's voice immediately sent chills down my body into places that I won't name. My toes. So that obviously was a big, oh, fuck yeah, to me. And then they're kind of talking and the rest of it's, all right, it's, you know, I like The Flash, but I'm not a huge Ezra Miller fan. And then I see like he's standing there and I was like, that looks like the cave. And then you see that giant 20 foot bat, which in reality is like six foot walking. And then you see the behind, and you know, that's one of the classic suits and that's Michael Keaton. And I, I, I did this weird thing. I was just like, and I like screamed and I was just, I don't really geek out that much. Yeah. I was just, Oh, I'm just covering in it. And I, uh, I like that they're they're teasing the original Batmobile. And by original, I mean original movie, uh, nineteen eighty nine. You mean the that's best my, Batmobile? That's my favorite. The best, Batmobile. the best Batmobile, hands down. My favorite. Batmobile. Even even if those aren't your favorite Batman movies, that is the undisputed best Batmobile. Those are my favorite. That's that's my favorite Batman. That's my favorite Batmobile. Not only movies, but ever. Uh, that's my number one favorite. My second favorite Batmobile is from the original Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, it was a similar design. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I I can see that. I love that one too. Although I do I do have to say that I have a soft spot in my heart for the Kilmer Batmobile. It was a little was, over the that little was over the top, terrible. but it was yeah, with fun the, with the, the bouncing wings, the bouncy fins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not 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 horrible, not horrible. And and to be honest with you. There's not a Batmobile design I hate. Well, there are some of the old ones from the old like comic strips I hate. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Batmobile from Batman and Robin, I thought that was a really neat Batmobile too. It's just not in my favorite. Right. Yeah, I don't think that I have hated any of them. I wasn't big on the Tumblr to begin with, but by yeah. the end of, by the end of Batman Begins, it it it, it was working for me to you. the point where I was sad that it was gone at the by. Uh, was it the end of Dark Knight or middle way through Dark Knight that he loses that it blows up and he's just got the cycle? 
Or was that Rises? I think that was Rises. I think. Don't quote me. Um, I can't remember. Either way, I was actually sad to see the Tumblr go. I liked it. And I actually really like the Snyder one. Because Catwoman ends up like yeah, he he ends up like getting in because he's like good thing Lucius made a spare. I don't know why Bane's saying that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, I don't think there's a there's a Perhaps he's wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. I was born in the rock. You were in the I'm sorry. I said I was born in the rock. <laughs> Sir, could you please take that contraption <laughs> off your face? <laughs> Sound like Kenny from South Park. We could do this for hours. <laughs> and people were like, no, Bane, we're not going to go blow up that stadium. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, first of all, how did you hear him? But yeah, I, uh, I I I like that they had that Batmobile. It's my favorite Batmobile. That's the bottom line I was getting to. I went off the rails there, and I think no, that caused right. you to go off the rails as well. So sorry. It's all right. It's fun. I like doing the Bane voice. It always makes me laugh. Oh, my gosh. But wow. yeah. <laughs> no one cared who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> it's It was such a weird choice, Chris. Which one of these dudes... Do you breathe out of <laughs> Pete Holmes is Batman uh, is the best, but it the is the best, but back to, to the flash. I, uh, I really enjoyed the flash teaser. Um, I was sad that we didn't see a little more, but I did like seeing uh, both, of the, uh, both of the Barry Allen's and a quick look at Supergirl, uh, the black Adam opening shot. I was, it was actually like a scene, and so I was really sad when the scene cut off to go to the le- to go to the logo, because I thought that it was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to Black Adam, the Aquaman. It was mostly a behind the scenes thing. It was kind of fun. Sh- Shazam was a b- behind the scenes thing where we got to see Helen Mirren in costume, Lucy Liu in costume, some of the other Marvel family. So that was neat. But uh, the bread and the butter of DC fandom, and the the thing that they drug out, man, they. They made you work to get to the Batman trailer, but that Batman trailer was yeah. so good. I've been looking forward to this. I know that a lot of people are just now coming around to the Batman. I've been looking forward to this movie since it was announced. I think Robert Pattinson is an excellent actor that people like to stigmatize because of Twilight, but he's a very good actor. Matt Reeves is a phenomenal director. Every actor in this movie that I've seen that that has been cast is great. It's even got Tim Drake from Titans in there at one point as a thug, which I think is hilarious that he gets to be beat up by Batman and become Robin. But the um, two separate things for anybody confused, he's not Tim Drake in the Batman. He's just some random gang member. But I can't wait for this movie. It is for, for all of my hopes that they'll branch away from Batman a little bit in the DC universe. Not that I don't like watching. I'll watch a new Batman movie every time it comes out, but I would like to see them kind of go down the, you know, don't be so timid with your characters. They've got a huge library of people Bring in the weird ones. I want to see some of the weird ones, you know, give me uh give me animal man. I'll watch an animal man movie, but this freaking Batman movie looks so good. I cannot wait to see Paul Dano as the Riddler. I think Paul Dano is, absolutely an incredible actor 
And if they go the route that it looks, he looks like he's going to be a genuinely scary villain. And I cannot wait for that. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let you gush Batman guy. And then we're going to take a break and then you can gush more about Batman because spoiler alert, Ian's favorite character is Batman. So take yourself a deep breath in, let it out. Take another deep breath in, let it out. Go buddy. All right. So I'm going to start with when they announced Robert Pattinson as Batman, I screamed. I was so fucking angry. Uh, I don't, I have, listen, I've got nothing. I've got nothing against Cedric Diggory. Okay. I've got nothing against it. <laughs> I just didn't think I just, it just, it, it wasn't believable to me. I, I just, and, and then I took a breath and I thought I did the same thing when they said that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker. And I was impressed with Heath Ledger because I never thought anything bad about Heath Ledger. I just thought he was a decent actor. He's a good actor, but he's not that good, right? And then he surprised me and a lot of people. And I could say that about a few roles with a few different people. Now, getting into that, um, I I just wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this. Mm -hmm. So I watched the first trailer that, that they release. And I've watched that trailer about 15 times. I don't I I I don't have a bad thing to say about it. All I'm going to say is if this movie is absolutely positively without a shadow of a doubt phenomenal, I'm going to be very disappointed because there's no doubt in my mind that well going back to like you've known me for a while so you you know how I feel about this character and how how he's done. You know how how I was when the, when they announced Ben Affleck as Batman. I love Ben Affleck. I just I was like, "Really? I don't know about that." And then I watch it and I thought, yeah, I still don't know about that. I didn't hate him by any means, but I didn't like, I thought I was going to hate him, but I didn't think he was that great either. Mm -hmm. And people acting like, oh, he's the best Batman. I strongly disagree with you. I respect your opinion, but I disagree with you. So, oh yeah, you're one of them. I'm sorry. That's all right. I respect we've, you. We've, we've had our disagreements. Yeah, well, I, I will. I, never, I forgot. There, I wasn't picking on you. I'm sorry. Batman's <laughs> Batman is like Bond. Everybody's got their favorite. No one's wrong. Yeah. Well, shut up, Connery. But anyway, um, <laughs> unless Clooney is your favorite, and then yeah, yeah. Bond or Batman, <laughs> yeah, because uh, either way, he'd be wrong. So that George Clooney didn't even like his Batman. So, so anyway, I, I would if somebody said George Clooney was their favorite Batman, I'd respect that. After I punch him in the throat, no, I'm kidding. I respect it. I don't agree with it. Right. Uh, so with that being said. I did not really care for Batman. I loved Man of Steel. Thought Batman versus Superman was very disappointing, and then so on and so forth. Snyder Cut was phenomenal, and I think it may be because I hated the Justice League so much. So what I'm transitioning to here is, I was never like, I was never on board with any of that. I was open minded to the fact that I wanted to watch it and give it a chance and think I was wrong, like without. Well, I thought was about Heath Ledger being Joker, but I don't. I don't really feel like I was wrong in my opinion. Like, was I wrong? It's. I mean, that's speculation. But in my opinion, no. So, with that being said, man, shortening this this ramp ramble. This rant, I ranted for like five minutes about I Anakin know, Skywalker. I, I think still, you can take dude, some time on Batman. This movie looks spectacular. He look Robert Pattinson. 
I'm going to make a bold claim. I'm going to throw him into my top three Batman. I don't know yet because I haven't seen it, but I'm going to throw him as uh, into my top three Batman. Uh, and that's a long list. That's a long list of people, but um, I-, I think he looks amazing. I think he's going to do f- fucking great. So uh, the cast, like you said, is phenomenal. Love Paul Dano. He was great in Prisoners. He was great in everything. He's been great in everything. So I haven't, uh, seen, him do, I haven't seen him put in a bad performance yet. I haven't either. And 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 I think he's going to be great in this because I, I think the Riddler outfit looks stupid, but at the same time, I get they're kind of going for a realism aspect of it. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. And and it could there could be more to it that we haven't seen yet because there's been one teaser and one actual trailer. Uh, right. I don't like the idea. I, I'm not really keen on the bat symbol. And I don't like the idea of like, oh, it, it was the gun that killed his parents. I think that's silly. Why would you want to carry that thing around? Uh, how would he get I, it? I just, yeah, how would he get it? So <laughs> I, just, I think that's a stupid decision if that's if that's true. And I think the symbol looks a little silly. But the suit, other than that, if you fix the symbol, it's a great looking suit. Mm-hmm. It looks better than that thing that that duct tape that Ben Affleck was wearing. So. I, I, I like the suit. I thought it was great. I'm sorry, Derek. I love you. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm apologizing to you like you made the suit. I don't. So, so I thought, yeah. I thought the suit looked fine. <laughs> You're over there just with duct tape. <laughs> what? What's that? You don't like? <laughs> Not enough duct tape? So, uh, so in conclusion. I never thought it does look like duct tape. See? It does look a little bit like look duct tape. Look how high my voice is getting. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it looks like duct tape. So think of that every time that that everybody watches that movie from now on. You're just gonna. I'm going. You're to just from gonna. Now on. You're just gonna hear him like in your head running, but in your head you're just gonna hear because <laughs> duct tape ripping sounded nothing like my sound effect. But anyway, um, I think it's gonna be great. I think uh, Colin Farrell looks unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, according you, to him, he's only in the all. movie for five minutes. But even if that's true, five minutes is the penguin. Looks it, like it a good pretty, five it minutes. It looks like a pretty epic scene. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I don't want to have to wait until 2023 when it'll finally be released. Yeah, I know. Because I feel like it keeps getting like keeps going back, back, back yeah. and back, just like Marvel's movies are getting pushed. So as back. of right now, it's what, March 2022? That sounds right. Roughly. Roughly, I can't. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, sounds like it though. Yeah, I think you're right. I was gonna look it up, but it's not worth it. We need to. We need to take a break. So, uh, let us know what you thought about DC fandom. You can send us an email, uh, paperweightint at yahoo.com or uh, you know anywhere on social media. Uh, maybe on the post for for this episode when it goes up. Let us know what you thought about DC fandom. Were you disappointed? And what was the uh, what was what was your favorite part? So we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with some actual comics discussion. What a crazy thought! See you in a minute. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to that word from our sponsor. Now we are actually getting get into a comic book discussion. We've been wanting to do one of these for a while, uh, but there's just been so much in movies and TV to uh, to discuss, and we haven't had a chance to just talk about some comics. So I did a TikTok the other day. Uh, go check us out on TikTok. We don't have that many followers yet, so I'm wanting to bump those up. But we're getting we're getting views, so it's good. But anyway, I did a, t- a TikTok tick 
TikTok. Jesus, no wonder we're not having any followers. I can't even say the name of the app. I did a TikTok the other day about who your favorite superhero is and where you were first introduced to that character. So we're going to talk about that a little Who's bit for just a second. And what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that for a second. And then uh, we, we want to talk about what our, like a favorite story or graphic novel or whatever, like I said at the beginning of the episode. So I'm going to go first because I know Ian's got a, a, a fair amount to talk about. Mine won't take that long. Uh, for anybody that's listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know who the answer is to both of these. I'll spoil it for you. It's Batman for Ian. It's Iron Man for me. It's funny that they're both billionaires, both billionaire playboy philanthropists that build their own tech. And, you know, Here's one is clearly better than the other. So I know. couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> but, you know, when, when it comes to Iron Man, I... People have asked me before, why did I like Iron Man? This was before the movies. Of course, now people love Iron Man. It's not odd to see somebody that likes him. But for me, it was because at the very young age of nine years old, I was watching the Marvel animation block, and I was introduced to Iron Man, the animated series. That was the first introduction I ever had to Iron Man, War Machine, MODOK, Mandarin, Spider-Girl, or I guess Spider-Woman, I think, is what she went by. No, it was Spider-Girl. No, it was Spider-Girl. It was Julia Carpenter's Spider-Girl. And, uh, you know, it just Hawkeye was in there. It was it was such a terrible show, but I look at it so fondly to the point where when they, uh, when they brought out the Blu-ray, there's a Blu-ray of all of them, like the full series. It only ran for one, one full year. But, of course, I bought it immediately, and I watch it, and my kids watch it now. Oh yeah, yeah and it, it was one of those things where I just I, I fell in love with the character, and I you know I went to the store and I found a, a an Iron Man toy that I still have to this day that Asher plays with now, you know my three year old, and so I just kind of he was always there, you know, in the back of my mind of characters that I liked, even though I didn't read comics at the time, I didn't start reading comics until I was in high school, and the first subscription that I got because back then that was what you did if you lived in a small town you got a subscription to whatever comic it was and i'll never forget that i got my subscription for iron man in 2002 and the first issue that i got was the middle of a run it was the middle of an arc and thor was fighting iron man in iron man's thor buster armor and so that was the first issue that i'd ever read of iron man and I and I, it was just so much fun. It opened up a world to me. I, and I've been reading Iron Man ever since. So I've been reading Iron Man for almost 20 years now. Uh, consistently, I haven't missed an issue of the main run of Iron Man. I don't have them all in single issue. Some of them I did trades. Um, I've got a lot of the runs. I've got a lot of them in single issue. But my favorite Iron Man story, there are two answers to this. One, my favorite individual comic book is Iron Man issue number 300. It's Iron Man and the Iron, Iron Legion versus Ultimo, Ultimo. And it was amazing. It's the introduction of the modular armor, which is the armor he used in the animated series. It's my favorite armor. Always will be. Always has been. Nothing, nothing can ever top it for me. But my favorite actual story that they've done, like that was my favorite original, the, the, my favorite comic book of Iron Man. But my favorite story in general, there was a father-son team named Daniel and Charlie Knopf. And they took over after Warren Ellis on Iron Man Volume 4, starting at issue number 7. And they did a long run. 
that included the lead up to Civil War, the post Civil War where Iron Man was the director of Shield, and then a little bit of the fallout after that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that Iron Man director of Shield run has the best Mandarin storyline in it. It's got some of the best artwork that you will ever see. As a matter of fact, I had it pulled up here. Let me see who the artist was here. Um, Roberto De La Torre, or De La Torre, I'm not sure how he pronounces it, but it's photorealistic artwork, absolutely incredible. So if you're a fan of Iron Man, go and check it out. You can get that trade. It's Iron Man, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., and um, you can get it for pretty cheap. Uh, it looks like 13 bucks, 16 for you know, for the paperback on Amazon. So I'd really recommend that it's Iron Man volume, Iron Man volume uh, four issues, seven through 36, somewhere, somewhere through there. It was a pretty decent run. It was about a two year run. So definitely if anybody's listening, you want to read a good Iron Man story, go and check out Daniel and Charlie Knopf's run, Iron Man director shield and Iron Man execute program. Absolutely incredible. So I'm going to take a minute. And I'm going to throw it over to Ian. And I have a feeling that he will have the bulk of our discussion here. But before you oh, yeah. get into Batman, okay. um, have you read any Iron Man at all? Like, I know I that have, he's not, I know he's not I your have. character, but have you ever read? I know you read, you know, you read comics as much as I do. I can't tell you much about what I've read of Iron Man other than being in other stuff like um, Civil War, you know, like not like standalone iron man now i've read a few because uh years ago derek and i derek and i had a conversation and it was about comics and how uh this is i mean this is basically how i discovered that we both had similar interests in uh uh, comics and and fantasy like characters like uh, like Batman and Iron Man and, and and all those those other characters. So we're talking and then uh, I'm discussing about how when I was growing up around uh, our small town in Madison, Indiana, that uh, I didn't look. We didn't ever had a comic book store, and if you were in Walmart, every now and again you would get lucky and there'd be some comics in Walmart by the magazines, and there'd be like a four pack or there'd be just a few scattered who here or there that they would randomly get but they didn't keep up with so derek tells me there's this uh this store in town here this bookstore and they have a bunch of the old like like early 90s issues and he's shaking his head he remembers the story i do so he takes me up there and i grab a few uh they didn't have a lot they had a lot of old marvel stuff and they had a lot of Iron Man, and I basically took what Derek didn't already have. So I go up there and I grab a few. I don't even know if I still have them. I had them somewhere at one point around here. And uh, we end up talking to another friend, and we go back up there for another trip. I think we end up wiping them out of everything that they had. So that was my first experience, like really getting into it for real and and taking it seriously. Like I wanna, I wanna get like weekly issue or not weekly uh, monthly subscriptions. And I started looking into Batman, but I never did for whatever reason. Cause then I discovered that, I, well, I could just go online and get these and read them and I don't have to buy all these. So I can start backtracking and I can check this. And uh, that's, that's essentially what I did, which leads to 
you know, that's not good enough. You got to, got to have that paper issue in your hand, man. There's just something about it. Something about a, uh, a, a real live issue, just holding it, flipping through the pages, man. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but it just feels so exhilarating. And then, and then it turns into us going out of town and, and, and finding comic book stores and looking, and it's just fun to go and just see what everybody has and look through the issues. And then, uh, making a poll list um, out of town or like just anywhere we can. Uh, so then it got to the point where I started grabbing any graphic novel that I could. And, and sometimes I would buy them. Sometimes I'd borrow them from Derek and never give them back. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I give them back 10 years later. I'm, I'm sure if I looked at my collection, I've still got, I, I've got a lot of, uh, uh, um, of books up here that you know some belong to Derek that I haven't given back, but he knows they're in a safe place. Like That's right. The Hobbit, for example, <laughs> st- still have that book, and I, I, I shit you people not, I've had that book in my possession for no less than ten years. And that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> no less than ten years. That's a decade. So it it just kind of stems from from that man just just always being into stuff like that and, and watching Batman, the animated series and really getting into Batman. But I'll tell you, Batman, the animated series was my shit growing up. And that's what got me to love Batman, but that wasn't the first time. And this isn't going to surprise you, but well, it may not surprise you, but it, it may surprise a lot of people. Adam West, uh, the campy, cheesy, ridiculous over the top Batman was what started me on batman there was old uh, reruns growing up uh for me and i would watch them and 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 i can't tell you how many times that i would go to the local uh video store and rent the vhs yeah i said it vhs <laughs> and uh and i was always re- i was always kind i would rewind so there was batman the movie and it was the movie based on the Batman uh, TV show. And I rented that thing 20 times and it always confused my father. Like how many times are you going to watch this movie? And I'm just like, you know, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. Man. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb, you know? So, so there's that, you know, and, and you never know when you're going to need your trusty shark repellent on you at all times. True. I, I don't leave home without mine. So, yeah, it, it, it stems from that, and then that gets you interested, and then I start watching Batman the Animated Series, which is, you know, Emmy-nominated, and it's so good, and, and then and then you got, like, the movie, like, The Mask of the Phantasm, and then it goes into uh, Batman Beyond. I start really getting into that show, and, uh, and obviously, Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman, and for those of you who've paid attention to me when I ramble about stuff like this... Um, Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman of all time. And, and I've watched that movie no less than a hundred to 200 times. Not ashamed to admit it. Um, I've seen Batman returns a lot. I've seen Batman forever quite a, quite a few times. I think I've seen Batman and Robin about five times. So, and I was young. I didn't know any better. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Batman and Robin came out when we were like 10, 11 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was, I was, I was about to turn 11 and i didn't know any better i was just like oh this is really cool and then i I, i'm about 14 15 and i'm living you know uh downtown and i'm hanging out with friends and then one night i'm at a friend's house 
and the original Batman comes on Michael Keaton. Now I've seen this a hundred times at this point. And I'm like, you know, we're 15 year old kids. So we're, we're concerned about like, it's summertime. So we're hanging out. We're, they're talking about, we're talking about girls or what are we going to do? Let's go walk. Let's go do this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with where we're at right now. So now everybody's confused. I'm like, I just want to watch this movie. And they're like, this is a movie from the eighties. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a boy from the eighties. Ha 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 ha. Nobody left. Nobody left. Um, they, they thought I was crazy. They're like, so you'd rather just sit in and watch this, this Batman movie. I'm like, yeah, actually I would. And I think that's, that's what I did to the point where people started calling me Batman. And I think it really freaked a lot of people out that didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. So. Uh, you started walking around. I am the knight. And the night I was hanging upside down from things, swinging like Michael Geaton. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, which which led me to go into a lot of Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and then um, I was at that age where I tried uh, Batman and Robin again. I was like, like I said, 14, 15 years old. I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not good. This is not good at all. So. I start uh, I start loitering um, at the movie theater where Derek and a few other of my friends worked at the time, and we start finding our love for things. And I, I find out that uh, Derek loves the Batman ripoff Iron Man, and um, we 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 blossom from there. And I I think the re- and the reason I'm telling everybody this this story and I'm rambling on about this is because if you find something that you're really into, and I mean really into and it doesn't have to be a superhero or villain for the matter anything that you're into whether it's a cartoon anime whatever if you love something embrace that don't let people make you feel bad about liking something you like you are who you are and it should be a pleasure to know you and if they can't deal with that then you need better friends because there are a lot of things that I like that people don't like, and I like that other people don't like, and you should just be supportive and 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 love people for who they are. So I love the fact that Derek loves all this Marvel stuff, even though I'm more of a DC guy. But we have so much to talk about, and like this is what this is what helps us get along because we we share a passion for something. It may not be the exact same thing, but we share we share a passion for for the nerd culture. And, uh, and that's one of the things I love about you and Trent and, and Ian and, and anybody else we've ever talked to on here is that we can just get on here and bullshit for three hours straight. And yeah, people, I said three hours, you, you hear you an hour and yeah, 45 minutes of what we you don't get about. the whole conversation, <laughs> but we're, we're just rambling about everything. And we just, we, we just love to talk to each other about, about this kind of stuff. And, um, it may be it may be wrong i may be crazy (laughs) so uh with that huge huge segue i would like to get into my favorite run of comics that is surprise batman i've got a few derek is basically here as a bystander at this point because for years He's known mine. Actually, a few of mine are, are actually a few. It is. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We have a we have a lot of the same Batman. They're favorites. they're not his they're not his favorite comics, but they're his favorite Batman comics. And I, I this is in no particular order, but number one is going to be obviously I got to throw Long Halloween in there. Uh, if you've listened to our Long Halloween <laughs> um, episode about the movie, I promise you this is one of my favorite comic runs. Those movies were just shit. <laughs> Uh, so that's why I was shitting on them for for an hour and a half. So, <laughs> yeah, best, I love the comic so Batman much. Comic. So, so here I am putting putting Long Halloween at the tippy top, and this is one that I borrowed from Derek a long time ago because Derek was telling me how good this comic book was, and I was like, uh, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. So at the time, for some reason, it was surging up in popularity, and I thought it was from the early 2000s like i thought i thought that it had just got made and then i find out it's from the 80s 90s uh, i can't remember exactly late 80s or early 90s it's definitely so it was in the 90s i believe the, yeah so so i'm like well fuck i'm behind i gotta read this so i read it love it and it's so good that it spawns a sequel that didn't come out until almost 2000 and that was a dark dark victory and dark victory was so good so good and i didn't think it could be better than uh long halloween but i thought it was so um again long segue but dark victory is one of my favorite comic books of all time my graphic novel was um anything batman is good by me but there's also some that i'm just like yeah they're okay or now nah, that was shit um i i i throw a hush batman hush is up there uh those are two of my main killing joke is just a classic i mean i could i could i could talk about i can gush about that all day so that's talking about the you're talking about the comic story not the animated movie again the animated movie (laughs) the first hour was trash and the rest of it was fantastic because it followed the story (laughs) so once it started following the story it was good when it was going off the rails i was i was i I couldn't scream at the screen because i was in uh, a movie theater around a significant amount of people and uh, I, I couldn't believe that they were playing that animated movie in a movie theater to begin with. And there was a significant turnout. It wasn't packed by any means, but there was a lot more people than I thought there was going to be there. And and again, like that made me happy. So that's that that that, that comic book is obviously up there. But Hush and Dark Victory are my two favorites. And then another one uh, from the New Age. Derek Derek and I have gushed over so many times, and that is uh that is the Court of Owls series. Um, the New Fifty Two was so good with their runs man having they really were batman was good uh batman was good Uh, no justice league was really good uh green lantern that was jeff johns right green lantern i never read but but derek was telling me how how great uh that was so i'm like oh well you know what you should read you should read nightwing well he already read nightwing and i didn't know that so then we started talking i didn't realize how much derek loved nightwing so then we started talking about that. The Nightwing series is phenomenal. So I'm gonna good. I'm I'm gonna blow your mind here. Uh, the first like when Gail Simone was writing Batgirl, Batgirl was my favorite at the time. Like she was up there with Nightwing and Batman. Like comic book wise, that that run that she did was so fucking good to me. So uh, I could sit here and talk about this all night, and I won't. I won't. Don't worry, people. I'm wrapping this up soon. But. Uh, Anything, anything Scott Snyder writes, uh, Batman wise, I think is phenomenal. Um, so Court of Court of Owls, I loved. Uh, oh, 
Death of the Family was amazing. Death of the Family, but like right before that, um, when they segued into Death of the Family, where Joker got his face cut off, so good. So I, I definitely have my my favorite favorite, but then I, I have the ones that like I could just sit here and ramble about all night. And again, don't worry, I won't. I'm wrapping this up, but uh, it just means that much to me and i know some people may think that's kind of silly but i i honestly don't give a shit Uh, anybody listening to this podcast doesn't think it's silly that's that's probably true because we're amongst friends here yeah because if if i was left all alone and i was abandoned by the world and nobody spoke to me anymore batman's there for me (laughs) i'll just go back and read my comics so uh yeah man that's 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 the ones that are near and dear to my heart. I could read uh, Long Halloween slash Dark Victory, and I could read Hush uh, any day of the week. And there was a there's a few more Court of Owls. Dude, I can go on. Just like you, you, I'm sure you can go on with Iron Man, but Batman yeah. Nightfall. Nightfall. Nightfall is like yeah. nobody's gonna see this, but Derek. But Nightfall is like each volume is like this thick, and there's like four volumes of it. Think of like like it or uh, or the first copy of dune like that's how thick nightfall was that's a comic book right so uh so yeah man i i i can't i can't gush as we say about this enough um it sucks i get the fact that trent had other priorities and couldn't be here tonight but i really 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 uh wanted to know what what trent had to say about this topic because um i, I will bet trent, money i know who he would talk about the incredible hulk I'm just kidding. <laughs> Trent's answer would have been the Ninja Turtles, guaranteed. And hands and down. And I would have told you how much I love the Ninja Turtles growing up. And he actually got me started on the IDW Ninja Turtles series. That IDW Ninja Turtles series from a few years ago that started yeah, phenomenal. was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Abs- I, I didn't get to read every issue, but I read like the first two or three volumes of that and it was i was gonna say i read i read the first like two or three volumes as well if not more and i can't remember because i stopped but he's a huge turtles fan and um he he was telling me how good it was which i figured it would be but with that being his favorite character i thought he was kind of like hyping it up too much Mm -hmm. and then i i I started to read them and he's 100 percent right man those are very well done uh trent trent myself and a few other of our friends um I can't remember. I know Cody and Kenny and all them. Like we used to go down to uh to uh, Clarksville to this mm-hmm. comic book store, and they actually had a pull list down there. And I would ride with them, and and we would we would grab a few, and we would just bullshit and listen to the radio and uh, like listen to eighties eighties seventies eighties rock and just like bullshit about comics driving yep. down there, man. It's like the good old days, even though it was like six or seven years ago, but still like. <laughs> I just uh, I, I love I love stories like this and I love talking about it and uh, the experience that we have with it. And, uh, I, I'm so happy that that I'm around like guys like you because you made me kind of fall in love with comics and stuff again and feel like a kid again and then get me a love with these characters and then you open my mind to so much stuff like um, I shit on Iron Man but I actually love Iron Man. Uh, you're gonna edit that out, right? Nope. Damn it. So All right. out there for the world now buddy yeah so uh so because of you and bob tingle i got i got into civil war the marvel civil war run and you guys made me read it Hashtag made me some iron man 
maybe uh, <laughs> maybe if you want to choose the wrong team, by all means, you guys made me sit at Bob's one night on his computer and read these comics, and I'll. Uh, it was at gunpoint. I remember feeling the heat of the barrel in the back of my head. <laughs> No, I mean, in all, serious, yeah, in all seriousness, like it wouldn't have been so, much, like, so good. You guys, I, I read pretty much like the whole fucking thing in one night. And, and I'm so glad that, uh, that you guys opened my eyes to that. Cause now I, I read it like once every few years, which will probably become more frequent because I've started to get back into reading again. Um, so I do really appreciate like you guys getting me into shit like that. And like I said, Trent, Trent making me, um, sit down and, and read a turtles comic and, and, and then talking to me about it and, uh, talk to me about the movies and stuff that i grew up on because i'm just like oh my god i got okay other than like you know my best friend um ian ian wells who is often on on this podcast uh we talk about that stuff but it's nice to get a group going and and and, and do stuff like that and because of that because of our love and our passion we spawn some of the greatest greatest stories to us that make us laugh profusely when we think about it um like getting together and playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the first one, and, <laughs> and our, our friends crossing up. a bridge and it randomly disappearing, and <laughs> and him cussing and screaming profusely, and just us having just like the funnest time with that, or uh, somebody getting mad that he didn't get invited to play Marvel Ultimate Alliance and that you invited a DC fan instead, and, <laughs> and then belittling me in front of a group of people when I did nothing to him. It's messed up. It's messed up. It's messed so up. <laughs> that uh man, I can go on. Uh I love Monopoly playing Marvel Monopoly. That's one of the <laughs> we have a we have a very classic story on that. So uh, because because of our love for comics, we get together and we do the this this stuff and, and we've got some hero clicks conversations that that we like to laugh about. If if it wasn't for comics and being so great and us loving them so much, we wouldn't do we we I'm not going to say that we wouldn't be as good of friends, but it definitely plays a huge part in our friendship and our relationship. And I mean, like, dude, you and I are so close. Like I was in your wedding, you were in my wedding. Like it's definitely brought us together. And, 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 and then I'm going to, I'm going to, the big one here is you and I wouldn't be sitting here probably, well, we'd probably be sitting here looking at each other, but just in a different way. Uh, (laughs) If it wasn't, it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. That's absolutely true. There's no way that it, it, look, we would have been friends no matter what, because we get along oh, I guarantee very it. well, we, but you're not we, wrong. We, got, man, we but, got a lot of other similarities. This is just a huge one. Right. But comics has been such a big part of a lot of my relationships, a lot of our relationships in general. And it's such a wonderful thing. And I'm so glad that we finally have a comic book shop in town. I mean, we, we had one for, for a little while and it closed yeah. down and, um, and th- they had a hard time getting the comics that we wanted to read. And, and, uh, but now, you know, we have a comic book shop in town that I have a pull list on that always holds my stuff. Cause I can't get in there every week to pick it up. And so about once a month, I'll go down there and just have a giant stack of books. And then my wife is sad because I spent too much money on comics, but like my no uncle, like my uncle always said, I, I have an uncle that's a big Batman guy as well. And we used to talk about comics and I asked him. I said, you know, does do you ever get in trouble? And he said, well, I mean, it's this, or I could be spending my money on much more unsavory things than comic books. So it's harmless True. fun. I don't care what anybody says. And to 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 go off of some of the things you said, Iron Man is my favorite character. Green Lantern is my favorite DC character. So those two are very 
close together. But number three, that's not another Marvel character. It is Nightwing. Like I'm sitting here next to these homemade DIY Escrima sticks that I'm working on, which are Nightwings like Billy Clubs. Um, love with a Nightwing action figure right here amongst all my Iron Man ones out, out in my garage. And Ian, you weren't wrong, man. The new 52 Nightwing was incredible. It and is. the new 52 did such a good job. I know that everybody likes to crap on new 52. And you know what? I understand the criticism's valid. It wasn't, it was a, a weird, you know, marketing tactic that they were doing. And that was really all it was because their, their most popular books didn't change at all. I or green lantern and Batman were their best selling books pre new 52. Mm-hmm. Their continuity didn't change at all. But what it did do is it allowed creators to come in and do some really, really excellent stuff. That new 52 run of Nightwing is up there with any, like I'll put it right next to any of the great Nightwing stories. That new 52 yeah. run of Nightwing was incredible. The new 52 so Aquaman, too. Jeff Johns taking over Aquaman and making him not a laughable character. We would not have Jason Momoa's Aquaman if it wasn't for the new 52. New 52 Superman's the reason why I started reading Superman. Yeah, because uh, you were not a Superman fan at all back in the no. day when I first met you. No, not at all. And, you know, it's funny. We were talking about uh, you were talking about people giving you a hard time. You want to talk about being messed with. Try being an Iron Man fan pre-2008. Yeah. Because now true. now you say you're an Iron well, you Man don't, fan. Yeah, you, you don't even think about it. Like, you don't think about that at all. Like, you and I do because we right. were around for that. But, like. Now I know it's, so it's many people day, that say yeah. Iron. Like I work with people, are like, "Oh, Iron Man's my favorite superhero." What? That's such a weird difference from, you know, in two thousand one, saying, "Oh man, I really hope this Tom Cruise Iron Man movie finally takes off, so we can find Iron uh, see an Iron Man movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such a difference of looking at it back then and seeing how it was, but uh, but yeah, comic books are so important, and I. I so glad that we have a place to go and get them because i think that like you were saying that physical book having it because i read digital books i have no problem with digital books i think they're great you know if i'm somewhere where i can't just carry around a comic that i I don't want to get all bent up sure i've got my phone i've got my apps excuse me i've got apps that i can pull up a pull up and read you know kindle and comiXology and all that but there's something like there's nothing like having that book especially the older ones you know if you're wanting to get into comic books like if you if you listen to this podcast because of the movies and you've never read a comic book go to a comic book shop and just tell somebody working there hey i've never read a comic book before i want to get into it these are the characters i like based on the movies show me some books tell me what i should pick up don't be intimidated by the numbering don't be intimidated by the amount that's there just go and start pick up a comic book and read it it's such a wonderful feeling and they're quick they're 20 let me see what are they now it's more ads now so like 21 pages something like that not a lot of dialogue you can speed through even i'm a slow reader i can get through one in 10 minutes just breeze through it yeah so go and check out a comic book and uh and if you do have comics that you want to buy and you don't necessarily have the money to buy them right away don't tell your friends about them because you may have a friend like we do like uh, Ian Wells, who I'm going to call out on this podcast because that time that Ian was talking about, about how there was a, a, a bookstore that was selling some older comics and they had all those Iron Man comics. The first day that I went down there and I saw all of them, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. This was years ago. We're talking 15 years ago. 
And, you know, I was a younger guy, you know, didn't have, didn't have the extra cash to go and buy a bunch of extra comic books. And I told the Ian's about it. And so we went and the next day I'm at work at the theater and here comes Ian Wells with a sack full of comic books, all the Iron Man, <laughs> all the Iron Man ones that I wanted to get. I had to fight with them to get my Iron Man. And one of them was a foil cover of Iron Man number 300, which was the introduction of the modular armor, which if you remember to earlier on in this is my favorite issue of Iron Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got it off of him though. I've got it. Now. His, 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 yeah, I was to say his reaction when you were like, what the hell, man? And he was just like, <laughs> big smile on his face. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being so frustrated. Like, come on. Like, man, I was the one that told you about it. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, hopefully we can do some more more talks about comics because I do want Trent to get in on this. Like I said, he's a he's a he's a ninja turtle guy. And not only that, you know, you guys have all seen anybody that listens to this podcast or have even seen our logo, you see the artwork that that man can do. You know, he's he's done his own comics before, you know, nothing that he's put out for the masses but he's a phenomenal artist and he's got a, a look and a uh an insight into making comic books it's a lot of fun we need to get him to talk about that but uh, to 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 sum up because we're gonna we're gonna call it quits here we're gonna keep on talking for a long long time so before you sum it up i want to touch on what you just said you don't sell yourself short because i could see some of the shit that derek's got in the background i've seen some of the stuff uh, Derek has made these uh, Star Wars like helmets, like the uh, the Mandalorian helmets and stuff uh, for a few people, himself being included. They're phenomenal. He spends a lot of time on them. He's making these uh, night sticks or I, I think they're they're called like Shaka it's, sticks or whatever. It's Screma. Uh, what's it? What's it called? It's Screma or a Screma. Yeah. OK, so. Billy clubs, uh, big long it's, it's, shocking it's, billy clubs. It's what it's what Nightwing carries around, and he's made of he's made a few Harry Pond, uh, Harry Pond, a few Harry Potter wands for uh for for myself for my niece, and she absolutely adored them. So, uh, Derek's really good at, at making crafts and stuff like that. So don't let him uh sell some some short there. And then Trent, I could gush about Trent's artwork all day, all night. I think I actually have in a group of friends before, but how great Trent is. And it comes at random times and just somebody's like, oh, look at this artwork. I'm like, oh, my friend Trent could draw better than that. And it's like, but that's, and I'm just kidding. That, but I really do gush about his artwork a lot. And, and he is phenomenal. Um, the dude has so much talent as do you. And I wish that I had a third of the talent that you two gentlemen possess. You do. You're our third. Oh, we each have one third talent. I could, I, <laughs> I could draw stick figures. I think that counts. You're the you're the heart to our Captain Planet. <laughs> it kind of cut out when you said that. That's the heart right. to your what? Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> Of all the characters <laughs> that would be me but yeah man i, I just wanted to uh, throw another shout out to you guys again real quick you guys are phenomenal and what you guys do and you, you you make great stuff and trent's a phenomenal artist and and uh trent trent had a large part in 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 the logo that is paperweight 
and I know that was kind of your vision too. I'm not sure who did what, but you guys did great as a combination of, of that. Uh, I had nothing to do with the logo other than me bitching that there was no uh, Batman cape, and they then changed it to and Batman. They changed they changed the cape from yeah me. the the original the original design. So I know we're way off topic at this point, but who cares if you're listening this far in? Thanks, you're gonna get, hear some behind the scenes about the logo. The original design was my idea. I wanted it to kind of look like a Funko Pop, and I do, drew a quick sketch. And I sent that sketch to Trent and within a day he had our logo and the way it was going to look, but we also were kind of playing around with it. And my original sketch had a Superman cape. And uh, when I showed that to Ian, he was very unhappy that there was nothing Batman on there. And so he got his wish. It's now a Batman cape. And to be fair, it looks much better with the Batman cape than it did with the Superman. So well done. Good call. But anyway, this, uh, this self-love session will will wrap us up here ian i appreciate your your overwhelming praise this evening thank you so much for being on here and uh trent will be on like i said next week when we do our eternals uh podcast so be looking out for that next week we got eternals this weekend you'll have a uh you know a special episode of just myself and sean from metal corner it's talking about titans so if you watch titans give that a listen we have a lot of opinions about season three and the series overall um also want to shout them out one last time before the first episode drops the horror you know is going to be dropping on sunday october 31st of course that is uh, being hosted by friend of the show darren means and um our very own ian and trent on occasion if he decides he wants to do it and even yeah. ian wells will hop on there pretty much once again everyone for paperweight entertainment except for me darren is trying to poach all my talent thanks a lot darren you do weasel yeah uh <laughs> as you said darren means also phenomenal artist as well uh yep. if if you guys haven't had a chance to go check out the horror you know psas that uh, darren and i shoot because darren and i actually are going to trade back and forth on the hosting he's going to tell a story one week i'll tell a story the next or he may do a few and i'll do a few i'm not sure how we're doing that yet i know the first episode is uh is a darren means host job so um go check out like the the psas on those and we're just we're dicking around there's supposed to be a throwback to the 90s uh uh 80s or whatever i think it was 90s uh the more you know and and that cheesy can't be like 80s vibe is what we were going for and i think we nailed it so all the artwork or the majority of the artwork and everything you see in the background of those uh that that was mainly darren means and he he's he's really good at at, at stuff like that which makes sense because he was trent's teacher that's fine too that's i i I apparently need him to teach me how to draw. <laughs> but yeah, uh, horror, you know, please God, check that out. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a, a back and forth host job for Darren and I. We 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 want Trent and Ian to to do a host, but they're mainly there just to learn and 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 to, and to add some commentary. And and uh, I think Ian's there to add an occasional that's messed up or a, I liked it. I like that. <laughs> but you know what? You, you know your bread and butter. You know your money maker. You know you know what you're there for. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a very different type of episode, but I have had an absolute blast. I hope you Sorry enjoyed about that. it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, if you're not following us on social media, please do so. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're on the Tiki Talks because I, I'm not too old for TikTok, apparently. 
which is <laughs> news to me. But please follow us on all of those. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, email us paperweightent at yahoo.com. If uh, you have been enjoying the show, please give us a, a, a review, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen to it on a different platform, hop over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rate and a review. Uh, it only takes a second and it's a big bump for us. It helps us out a lot. And for everyone that's been listening consistently for the last, what, six, seven, seven months, something like that, eight months that we've been doing this. Yeah. Uh, thank you so, so much. Um, anybody that's been telling their friends about us, we appreciate it. We have been seeing some growth and, um, and it, it really means a lot to us. You know, we, uh, we love any kind of feedback that you guys want to give us. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I will say thank you for Trent and for Ian and for your host, Derek, this has been the paperweight entertainment podcast, and we will see you next time. Yay. <laughs>